Hi, I'm Liz Stokel. And I'm Debbie Rude. We're Dancing with Skeletons. We know what it's like to keep our past hidden away, like skeletons in a closet. We also know the healing that comes from acknowledging who we used to be and how much we've learned. So every once in a while, we dance with our skeletons. So come dance with us. Good morning, Liz. Happy May. It is May. It is. It is. It, and May traditionally, I mean, I remember a few years ago, we reached our first um, over 100 degree day. Yeah. Um, and, and today, it is chilly and raining and yeah, snowing like, in the foothills. <laughs> well, and just a few days ago, it was in the high 90s. I know. I thought we were going to get into the hundreds in April, which was terrifying. But yeah. I like the hundreds, though. Okay, you and I can no longer be friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I would prefer it to be like mid 80s. Really? Is perfect for me. Yeah, mid 80s. Just because, you know, I run cold. I know. We've talked I about know. that a lot. Yeah. I yeah. run cold, and so mid 80s is good. But we're not here to talk about the weather. No. <laughs> <laughs> when you've got nothing else to talk about, you talk about the weather. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, you know what? Actually, we just came off of a very busy month. And I, a ridiculously busy month. Ridiculously oh. busy. And so I just kind of wanted to talk with you a little bit about how you felt like it went and, and that kind of thing. So I'll just kind of catch everybody up. We did this big performance. We performed the, the community choir in which I sing and Debbie directs. Um, just performed the entire Beatles album, Abbey Road. And uh, we did it as a fundraiser for a preservation society here in town. Um, we've talked about this beautiful old theater that has, um, you know, has been under fire for the last few years. Yes, there's been a lot of a lot of drama around our beautiful theater. A lot of drama, and it's supposed to be inside the theater. It's not supposed to be around it. Exactly. <laughs> drama is <laughs> supposed to be inside. Exactly. And so. Um, so anyway, this concert was fabulous. Uh, it's the first time, not the first time, but um, uh, the first time my husband ever played with this particular band. He played drums for the band, and he had a blast. So, mm -hmm. so experiencing it through his eyes yeah. and his first-timeness yeah. was super fun well, for and, me as and, well. And I'll say also for your husband, um, <clears throat> it was his first time kind of meeting that group of musicians and a lot of them top tier musicians they are mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um but you know in fresno there's kind of like there's the church guys that a lot of the church guys play out in different bands mm -hmm. but maybe it might be a swing band or a country band then there's kind of like the the well, then there's like the swing band guys and the jazzers. Right. So there's, and, and again, a lot of the church guys, they're, they're in either the swing bands or the country bands, but they're not like in the Tower, Tower District rock bands. Debaucherous. Right. Lifestyle. That yeah, is down yeah, here. Yeah, it does down here. <laughs> and so, and, and, you know, there's a lot of those musicians that are just really great. But some, I mean, for years, I never really 
bumped up against the tower people. Right. Because I was more of the church singer girl, and I sang in a sw- the swing band with all those guys. Right. And so there was ju- there's just kind of these different groups. So your husband had really never been a part of this group of the tower the tower rats the tower the rat tower rockers <laughs> the tower rockers and um, the tower by the way is the neighborhood in yeah. which we work and play yeah. yeah and it's the tower theater that we're talking about yeah. so i think that the they were you know they didn't know he came very very highly recommended but they didn't know and and i think they were just over the moon happy with how your husband played and I think it was good for your husband to get all of that well and positive positive feedback it was really really cool to watch all that both sides it was really it it was really cool to watch all that and like you said he came highly recommended and I think that that's an important aspect of it because the drummer that usually plays with this particular group of guys was not able to make this gig because he had another gig with another guy (laughs) because he's incredible he's a fabulous drummer he's a he's a good 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 man and um so he recommended my husband. And so for my husband, it wasn't just um, that he wanted to do a good job and he, you know, he was looking forward to playing. It was that he wanted to preserve the reputation of Stan, the yeah. man that recommended him. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to look good in, 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 yeah. in that light. I, I totally the, get yeah, that. The fact that he recommended him, he didn't want to let him I down. I totally get that. Yeah. Totally get that. Well, and it was... It was just great all around. I mean, the the band just killed it. It was just they did spectacular. So you you continue telling telling our listeners, <laughs> our thousands of listeners, about what we did. Well, and so we did this fun, fun, fun music of of the Beatles, which everybody in this choir was alive when the Beatles were alive. Mm-hmm. I don't know that there's anybody that was born. Yeah. I mean, I was a baby when the Beatles were around. Yeah. Let's just. Well, when this, when this record came out, you and I were seven. Seven, right. Uh-huh. And I think the majority of the choir was closer to 17. Probably. probably. <laughs> when the album came out. Yeah. So, um, uh, but so. I remember being seven and totally listening to that record. I don't know where, but I remember it. So. I love it. Yeah. Well, when I was seven, I was not allowed to listen to the Beatles. Oh. My mother. And, you know, it's so funny to, to look back at that time and look back at where parents drew lines. Mm-hmm. I mean, even me as a parent, you know, looking back at where I drew lines and what my children could watch on television yeah, yeah. or listen to on the radio or whatever. Yeah. You know, we all have our lines mm-hmm. and we all have our reasons for having those lines. And so um, my mother would not let us listen to the Beatles. And I think a lot of it had to do with their hair. <gasps> <laughs> Which I think is so funny. But I could listen to Merle Haggard and Buck Owens sing about smoking marijuana. Well, they, yeah. of course, we don't smoke marijuana. Right, we don't smoke marijuana. <laughs> <clears throat> but that was the first time I ever heard the word marijuana. 
was in was Oki from Muskogee, yeah, you know. Funny that. Um, and then of course Tammy Wynette, you know, singing about cheating and 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 yeah. So that that's all, that's all okay about being on the pill. <laughs> that's all you know? okay. That was all okay. <laughs> but the Beatles was not. Okay. That is hilarious. Isn't that funny? Yeah, that's hilarious. Well, yeah, I, you know. It's funny because my mom listened to the Beatles, but she also listened to, you know, Ray Conniff and oh, yeah. and Johnny Mathis and you know, yeah. the Brazil '66 and so oh, I I mean she she had an music. eclectic little situation going on there, yeah. you know, no classical music, okay. um, but Beatles and you know, I mean I didn't have any restrictions on what I could listen yeah. to. You had very few restrictions. I had, I had very few restrictions. In fact, my best friend from seventh grade came from Washington with her new husband, who we uh, interviewed on right. our show, and um, and saw my mom for the first time in years and years and years. Uh, she was here Saturday Kelly was here. Oh, how fun. Kelly and her new husband, Ralph, oh, were, were out there. So they came over to my house in the morning, the next morning, mm-hmm. and, and this is what Kelly said to my mother. It's hilarious. She said, oh, I remember you. You're, you were the cool mom. I remember New Year's Eve and you served us marijuana brownies. <laughs> and we were like 12. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Was your mom embarrassed or did she celebrate that She was memory? like, I did? <laughs> Because I don't remember any of that. It was, Talk of shocks. <laughs> right. Oh, that's so uh, awesome. So that was, that well, was pretty Well, I funny. do want to say that Saturday night was sold out. We you sold know? out. We It wasn't quite sold out, but right. it was very, very close to selling out a 750-seat theater. Right. Which is just... It, it my mind is still blown yeah. from from that it's just my mind is blown i don't understand it i don't and so my concern is where will we do it next time because you know it's not cheap to get that theater right can we do it again and get enough people to come to to be able to pay for you know yeah. i mean so i'm yeah. like Wow, we have a really interesting problem to solve, you know? I mean, well, it's a good problem. And I know that when we performed back in November, we were at a church, and that was, it was stand- aisle seating. Oh, I it mean, was standing room were only. standing room only. Yeah. yeah. That was, and that was um, also tickets were sold. They were cheap. They were 5 or $10 yeah. or something like that. But that was a standing room only situation. Yeah. And the tickets, to be fair, the tick because it was general seating. Yeah, um, the tickets weren't counted as right. succinctly as these as were they at would the be theater. at the Tower Theater because right. the Tower Theater had a specific seating. The tickets were so right. so that they knew that they couldn't oversell. Right. And I suspect that at the church situation, tickets were oversold. Yeah, um, that's my suspicion yeah. as well. And so maybe going forward, there's, you know, we could do a two-night thing at the church as opposed to, yeah. you know, a one-night thing at the theater or something like that. Because the church is, generally speaking, cheaper or yeah. even free. Yeah. Um, so there's that's a lot true. of That's true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's so actually a two-night thing. Maybe. That's actually a really good... And we can be a little bit more careful about how we sell the tickets. Yeah. You know, these well, are I just sad. I usually just hand them out to you guys. I know. Go sell them. Because <laughs> I, you know, I'll tell you an interesting thing that I, 
have been has been mulling around in my brain. You know, there's no way I could have imagined that a rock and roll choir would be having this kind of success. So a rock and roll choir made up of people who, over the age of fifty. Yeah, yeah. I just it blows my mind. I yeah. you know when I was young and I was like pursuing a career in music and wanted to be famous and was trying so hard and working so hard at trying to promote and trying to you, you know yeah. I mean and and you know that that didn't work out for me and that's and I'm that's fine and and it's not that this choir is going to be famous or something but but my sense about it is that it's it's getting more um I'll say fame, quote unquote, right. than I could have ever imagined it, and I'm not, and I'm not trying to make it that. Right. I'm not. It was just for your it, your it, initial idea. Of yeah. It, it was just kind of giving a place, yeah, a space, giving yeah. people like us it, a space. Yeah. It hasn't been a um, a goal. Yeah. Of mine to like make Hearts on Fire be famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's it, it exactly that. It's just giving people a place. To perform and have fun, and there's ten people in the audience. I mean, you know, I yeah. just it just ah. So that's been a very unusual and fun surprise, yeah. and that so many people in the community. I mean, it felt like the community came out to support a really good cause, yeah. and they really showed up. And yeah. it was the sound and the lights and the the whole thing, all the little details of the record player we and all all of it just the bubbles you all there were bubbles we had bubbles <laughs> on octopus's garden we had glow sticks at the end of i want you on the ride out yeah, and they dimmed yeah. all the lights and the choir was you know it, it was just it was really it was fun so before we started recording this morning we talked about um, the overall topic being comparing a creative endeavor to being pregnant and, <laughs> and going through the pregnancy and then giving birth. And then in the end, you have this product, yeah. this child yeah. that you have given birth to. Yeah. And all along the way, there's so many moments when you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. My ankles are swollen. My heart is beating fast. I'm, I'm sweating fat. all the time. I'm fat. <laughs> I don't want to do this. And of course, in when it comes right to the final week, that's the labor part. And all of a sudden, you're in labor, and you're like, oh, no, 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 no. Please make it stop. Yeah. Please make it slow down. Yeah. Please make all the pain yeah. go yeah. away. Yeah. This is friggin' hard. Yeah. And that's what it's like to, to start a creative project from beginning and go all the way mm -hmm. to the end. It really is like going through a pregnancy. <clears throat> and, and I think that we are, just like you said, you are never um, expected that your fame, if you will, would or or that so much fame would yeah. come in the in the form of a choir it's of just, a whole bunch of old people. It's right? just weird. <laughs> it's kind of weird. But the other thing that happened the other night, and I was having this thought while you were singing. The other thing that happened is that you opened the show with your beautiful daughter. Yes. Singing a duet. Yes. Singing a, a, yeah. a number of a duets. A bunch of Beatles songs. A bunch of Beatles songs. Um, just the two of you. Um, and you call yourself 
The two of us. Yeah, two of us. <laughs> A rude awakening. <laughs> yeah, two of us, riding nowhere. And so, um, and I know that your daughter did not sing too much when she was a child because she was very, very, very shy. Because I had to bribe her, as you you, told, now you know. <laughs> you told the story from the stage that you had to bribe her to sing. And even before you told that story, as I'm watching the two of you up there, knowing that you had this dream of being a rock star when you were young, mm -hmm. you know, isn't it interesting that sometimes our kids come along mm -hmm. and they open doors for mm -hmm. us mm -hmm. that you never knew you wanted to walk through. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I was sitting there thinking, gosh, you know, they they could go on the road, these two. And isn't it interesting that you wanted this when you were her age? Yeah. And now that she's that age, there's a very real possibility that you guys could kick some more ass out there. Well, we we have this fantasy that other people have have said about us being the Judds. The Judds. <laughs> that was exactly what was coming. The Roods, the Judds, the Judds. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and so, you know, we we. She lives far away, and so if if we, I mean, when I say far away, she lives three and a half hours away, right. which isn't right. that far. And if we made a commitment to figuring it out, I do think we could. If we could find like a guitar player, um, a good guitar player that would be, that we could get committed to working with us. Right. And I do know one <clears throat> um, in Sonoma who's, would might, he might be willing. Right. Um, if, if we could figure out, we, we might be able to do a little something. We've talked about recording a few of our arrangements of the Beatles songs because they're kind of different. Yeah. We've got a couple originals of things that I wrote that we could rearrange. We would, you know, we would have to put some some work into it. Yeah. Well, I know a bass player who would love to come alongside of you and play bass for you and yeah. hang out with you. And that's my kid, just so you know, it's my kid. Yeah. <laughs> so because he's looking for a project. Well, I mean, we we. We talk about it. Yeah. So and and we do have a, a nice little sound together. You really do. Mm -hmm. And at one point, um, our friend Lori was sitting next to me, and she goes, "Gosh, if I close my eyes, I I don't know who's who. Yeah. I don't know which is which. It's weird. Yeah. It's very fun. Mm -hmm. So so it was very. Um, and, and you know, my husband he thought he recorded the entire show, but actually he paused it during intermission, and for whatever reason, when he hit play the second for hour. Okay. Performance. It didn't record, so he doesn't know if the battery died or if he just didn't hit the button. Okay. But he did record the entire first half. Oh, your, fun. Okay. Your part, and he played it back, and he's just like, "Gosh, everything sounded so good." Yeah. They sound good, you know. We sound good. The band yeah. sounds good. It was really so good. I'm excited and to hear the um, the, the C Mac yeah, recording because yeah. did you hear it? They I, I heard a little bit they, as they were playing back. They played it back, and I'm yeah. like. The I they didn't I didn't hear me in Carter's I heard the the, the choir, and it just killed. I know, like it really did, it really did, and so hopefully we can all get a copy of oh, that or yeah. have access. To there'll that. be I I think there'll be like a link, okay, of some kind. I don't know how that'll work, but okay, but okay. yeah, but isn't it just like giving yeah like giving this birth? so so tell me one of tell me some of the. Tell me some of the, if you can, without, you don't have to be, you don't have to throw anybody under the bus or anything. I will not. <laughs> tell me some of the 
of the things along the way, some of the labor pains that happen along the way that make you go, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? What are some of those labor pains? When you're dealing with 60 people, you know, it's... I mean, I feel this way a lot, actually. I feel like when I'm trying to... I feel like I'm communicating very clearly. Right. And then I'll find out that 30 people didn't hear me. Right. And and then I'll say the same thing again. And then still 10 people didn't hear me. Right. Right? Or didn't understand. Or didn't understand. And so I think that's the hardest thing for me is that, is that I... I feel like I write things down. I feel like I'm as clear, and, but I'm not. Yeah. Be, and so I don't. I need to. I need to work on that because clearly, if I tell people you need to wear black pants and you know, or black pants or black jeans, well, can they be shorts? Can it be a skirt? Oh, no, no shorts. Yeah, I guess it can be a skirt. I mean, black on the bottom or blue jeans on the bottom long. Yeah, right. How, I don't know how else to say that. That is, what what am I doing wrong? I mean, you know, and a beetle shirt. Yeah. Well, I don't care what color it is. It. A Beatles shirt with the Beatles saying, with the pictures of the Beatles, with not a picture of a Volkswagen, not a picture of a bug. (laughs) Excuse me. Yeah, I mean, so I just I don't know how to be. That's that honestly is the biggest labor pain. Mm -hmm. And as we got closer, I had more and more and more of that, of questions. What time again? Where we have to be? What did you say? Where? When we gonna leave? What do we? Right. And I just, it makes me want to stick a fork in my eye. Right. You know, I just, so I don't know, like, who I need to get help from. (laughs) My therapist. Yeah. (laughs) So that's, that was huge. Um, I did have, um, there were labor pains regarding some band stuff in terms of just um, making sure we're, you know, in the right keys, and because we didn't do every song in the Beatles key, so there was some stuff about that. So I would get a text from a choir member saying, "You know, when I'm rehearsing this, it feels so low, because when I'm listening to the Beatles record, so what am I doing?" It's stuff like that. Yeah. And I said, like, "Well, again, <laughs> this is a different key. It's a different key. Yeah. I've said it eighty-two thousand times." Well, you do have. I mean, one of the one of the, the the pluses about being in this choir is that you don't have to read music. Right. Um, most everybody can carry a, a tune right. and has reasonable pitch. Reasonable. But um, not everybody can read music. Right. And so the idea of being in a key doesn't make sense. Doesn't really make sense. To exactly. Like, to a lot of people. And um, and I think and sometimes when we know something, it's so clear to us. I know. And yet we have to remember that we, to dumb it down. And that's and, a good... And, that's, and they're not dumb. It's just that but no, we have to dumb down ab- what we know. Absolutely. Yeah. And and that somewhere along the this last couple months, I actually wrote it down um, that when we come back next week, mm-hmm. 
I am going to offer like once or twice a month before choir. So our we start at seven. So at, at the six o'clock hour, I'm gonna invite and I'll be I'll either I'll do it or I'll get Nate to do it or I'll get somebody to do it right. to to give basic music theory lessons and basic music reading lessons. Now, I don't want to change the format of our choir necessarily. Hi, Elvis. Our kitty's up our on the... Our kitty came to visit us sitting up on the table. As long as you don't hit any buttons, you're fine, Elvis. <laughs> He's a good boy. There's He's fine. Elvis. Um, but yeah, because you're right. People don't know what that means. So, And I, and I would find myself saying... Well, we do it a little bit higher than the Beatles, or we do it a little bit lower than the Beatles. Even that doesn't really make sense. Higher or lower, I feel. Even that. Right, right, right. If, if you've never been around it, you just don't know. Right. So, so yeah, so the communication for me is a, is a big one because I feel like I'm clear because I even write it down, and, and I'm apparently not. Yeah. And so... Um, I have to figure that out because I, I think our choir may even grow. I think we may end up not being able to rehearse in our theater in here. We might outgrow it in there. Right. So there's a problem. Um, just when it came down to like the last two weeks, I, I was re rehearsing with the band, then I was rehearsing with the choir. I was doing a lot of things behind the scenes. Again, kind of fielding text messages and emails from members asking this and that. Um, just lots and lots of small little details that, you know. You thought you had been clear mm -hmm. about. And, yeah. and, you know, even, I mean, I am a pretty detailed person. And so the final product, I feel like, really came off well with all the little detail things that I thought of to throw in there, like the bubbles and right. just all those little, it was like the little icing, yeah. you, you know, and, and yeah. I was happy that I, because Pushed for those little details. Yeah. Cause I mean, yeah. you know, the, I, I bought these little glow sticks that crack open and then they glow. And, and then, you know, I think at a point I thought, is that just stupid? That's just stupid. Or the bubbles, it's just stupid. But then I just, I just went with it. Like right. I just had to trust that you got that idea. If it's stupid, who cares? But yeah. none of it was. It all worked. Yeah. It, it it really did all and work. Isn't that really the way it kind of is when you're when you're pregnant? You read all the books. You 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 do all this planning, and you you buy the little blanket that you think is going to be the softest, and you buy the pacifiers that you think are yeah. going to be the best for your baby, and the and the bottles or the not bottles or the nursing or the this yeah, and, yeah. The, and the special bras and the, you know all these little <laughs> yeah. details along the way. And you never, ever know which of those things are going to be the most right. uh, useful, the well, most successful. But, but you do it all because you really want this experience to be the best possible. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, the final product, which would, you know, I guess when the baby's out, that's the final yeah. product. <laughs> yeah. And then the reality of it all. Yeah. It, it, our, our, our concert was... was 
exceptional. Yeah, and that was and that was the birthing process. Mm-hmm. You know, it was all difficult and stuff. But in the end, you have this this baby, this child, this yeah. this thing that you can look back yeah. on and say, "I did that. Yeah. I grew that." Yeah, you I know? mean, I uh, I made that. I've I've told a couple people how proud I am of me yes. for just hanging in and not letting all of that stuff get to me yeah. and just just keeping true to my vision of it and right. you know and and how proud I am of all the choir members for just doing their job and just mm. they everyone everybody just was great yeah everybody and you know just like having a baby or or raising up a child um, you were the director, you're the mom, and everybody else can give you all of their opinions and all of their advice, mm-hmm. but in the end, you're the mom, you're the director, you're the one who has to live with with your choices. Yeah. And isn't it the same, yeah, you know, for parents? Is. You know, we can have all the advice from all the mm-hmm. places. We can even have people wagging their fingers at us and I'm telling you, I don't you think don't you do should be doing way. that. <laughs> exactly. And you should do things my way. I don't think you should be giving your kids marijuana brownies <laughs> at 12 years old. I don't think so. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, and and <laughs> at the end, you know, it's you who has to who has to deal with that that birth, that yeah. child, that yeah. that thing that you created. Yeah. And if something, if, if you made a decision that was that failed, well, then that you made a decision that failed, and oh well, we'll yeah. just do it next time. You'll do it differently yeah. the next time. I mean, the good news is that in the environment that we're talking about, a, a concert, you know, there's no there's no real complications unless, you know, I mean, I had a slight little concern because a lot of older folks in our show, I can tell you something funny. So I don't know from where you were standing. Did you see the whole thing that happened with Harry? Okay, so so we have a choir member named Harry who is kind of like the gem of our choir. Absolutely. Um, He's just just beloved in in our choir. Harry had a very severe accident when he was a younger man and honestly should be dead because he he fell off his motorcycle and then he got run over like by another car Mm -hmm. you know I mean and he was in a coma for a while and in his coma he had a spiritual experience in his coma Mm -hmm. and woke up a different man even though handicapped now um and pretty disabled yeah. But all there in his mind. But right. he's got he's got some speech issues and and he and he has a hard time and getting around. Walking yeah. Issues, yeah. But his sense of humor and all of his mind is all still there. His intellect and his humor. It's Those all two there. Are it's all it's there. It's all there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so during the show, it was kind of towards the end. Um, he was we he needs to sit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll just say this too. I met Harry thirty years ago. Mm-hmm. He came to me for some singing lessons because his doctor said that that might help him with his speech, oh. is to sing. And he sang for years with Northwest Choir. And, and I, that's where I met him, yeah. was in the church choir. So yeah. we, put him, we put him in this show down on the floor on the front on a stool mm-hmm. just so he would be safe mm-hmm. with a couple people kind of around him. And mm-hmm. so towards the end of the show, he started to slip off of the stool. And the two people that were his, like, wingmen kind of grabbed him and, and helped him up 
helped him on the stage, and then he kind of motioned to the audience. This was all, the audience could see all of all this. All of it, because he was in the front row. Because he was in the front row, and, and so he kind of motioned to the audience that he was okay, <laughs> and the whole audience cheered and, and was so happy that he was okay. Well, so after, I asked Harry, <laughs> what happened? And he said, Debbie, my butt fell asleep. <laughs> I said, what? Oh, my butt fell asleep. <laughs> oh, my God. Isn't that awesome? That's awesome. He said, he said I couldn't, couldn't feel my butt. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, okay. I, <laughs> it was a really, it was a hard, you know, wooden yeah. stool yeah. with no little cushion on there. Well, and they hit him right at the back of the thigh. And, yeah. you know, if there's too much pressure right there at the back of the thigh, your butt's probably going to go yeah, to sleep. So, yeah, so he... <laughs> but, that you know... That is so awesome. There was no... I, but because it's hot up there and all the yeah. lights, I'm like, yeah. please, God, don't let anybody faint or something, yeah. you know? Yeah, Because it's older people. Right, and, right. <laughs> so... But Harry, oh. That's so awesome. And, you know, isn't that just like, I mean, that's that's the joy of live theater and of live performance mm-hmm. is that things go wrong. Yeah. And, you know, and, and usually there's somebody that is there to pick up. If I go up on the line, there's usually somebody there that will cover me right. and vice versa. <clears throat> right. And it is just so delightful to be in a live mm-hmm. performance kind of situation when you, especially when you can trust the people around you right. to hold you up when your butt goes to sleep. <laughs> right. You know? Right. It's just so delightful. And that's one of the joys of theater. You know, right now I'm, I'm teaching um, a group of third graders and a group of kindergartners. Okay. And we're doing theater. And um, at the end of the school year, which is coming up in just a few weeks, they will be performing. Now, my kindergartners are, are doing amazing. And these are kids who still, after a year in kindergarten, most of them are still not readers. Okay. They, um, most of them come from a um, a, a, a Spanish-speaking home, so when they entered school, English was their second language. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they had a, a real, you know, they they had a real deficit in yeah. starting school yeah, yeah. than a, a lot of our kids do because they're now having to learn a new language mm-hmm. and to learn all the skills yeah. of a kindergartner. Yeah, and the teacher is absolutely phenomenal. And so I've watched these kids from the very beginning of the school year where they would sometimes fall apart sobbing because they were so shy and embarrassed, you know, and and I was a stranger to them, to now speaking in front of everybody, memorizing lines, and they've learned it, much like the choir learns their music, they've learned it just by listening to it because Mm -hmm. most of them are not readers. Okay. So just like most of your choir is not uh, note readers, Mm -mm. most of these students are not Word, word, readers. word readers. Yeah, but they've memorized it, and That's cool. I want them to have this experience of performing in front of people mm-hmm. and knowing what it feels like to have people cheer for you yeah. and knowing what it feels like not only to have some people cheer for you, because they can cheer at a car accident, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, I want them to know what it feels like to work as a team 
and to be successful as a team and to have this shared experience, experience yeah. with their friends. Yeah. And I want that for them. Yeah. And so my third graders, and they're going to have it. Those kindergartners are going to have it. My third graders, on the other hand, they are being little pills. And my labor right now experience with them is to is I want to say make the pain stop how many how Just many kids how many kids are you dealing it's with like 28 kids that's a lot of kids yeah 28 kids and so it's a little bit it's a little bit hard but what makes me push through I mean because honestly they're doing one song that includes a little bit of a dance and a little bit of a song and they're gonna sing it they're doing Country Roads by um, John Denver. Okay. And they're going to be singing along with John Denver. They do not have to learn the song. You know, John Denver is going to be singing along with them. Mm-hmm. But they are ending up on the floor, some of them, literally wrestling during our song. And it's like, what? I mean, what is why wrong would you guys with you? make that choice? Uh-huh. Get up. And I want so badly for them to to want to have this very positive experience. And I want them to learn to be their very best. I don't want them on the floor wrestling. And I want this for them. And how, I'm not sure that they're going to have that experience. How, how, um, how often do you work with them and for what amount of time in a... In one a, hour a week. One hour a one week. One hour a week. And so I introduced the script to them and the song to them in January. Okay. So after our Christmas break. So we have had months. And they are still reading the lines, you know, like this. And then the city mouse went to... You know, it's like, wait, you've had this script for months. And they're not even trying to memorize it. Well, so then- last... It's like where they need parental help. They do need parental help, mm-hmm. and I, I, we have a, you know, schools, schools are really struggling with parental involvement. I know some of them, some parents are overly involved, and some are really not involved yeah. at all, and it's a struggle. In well, the I mean, and I, and I know that being a working parent, it's it's hard. It's very I, hard. It's very hard. But what I've done is I've pulled back. And I have said, some of you are going to be memorized. Off book is what we call it in the theater. Some of you are going to be off book, and some of you won't. So here's what I'm going to do. We're going to make this a true reader's theater piece, which means that you have the script in front of your Mm -hmm. face, and you just stand up there and read the script. Some of them are going to do better than others, but at, at least I can give them that security of now taking memorization off the table. Yeah. Because unlike I did for you guys. Unlike you did for us, you made us be off book. I made them be off book. Which was awesome. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. It was it was very fun. So when is their performance and where? So um the Or it's like it's at the school. Okay. And so the the kindergartners are going to do it for their kindergarten graduation, which is the first week of June. Okay. And the third graders, we haven't established what date they're going to do it, but it's going to be during the last week okay. of school. Okay. Yeah. And it's going to be at the school in the cafeteria. Okay. And at this point, we have not gone through the song and dance number even one time without them ending up on the floor wrestling. 
And there's like five of them that do this regularly, and they think it's hilarious. And is it only you in there? Do you have an aide? Uh, oh, no, I have the teacher. What do you mean? Well, and that's, and that's the other you're, difference between the kindergarten group and the third so group. So you're group. going into an actual classroom. An actual classroom of kids that aren't necessarily, so let's be honest, that are not necessarily interested in doing this performance. It's not like an after-school theater program. I get it. So these are kids that may not have chosen I to do it. this. Okay. But we want to expose them to the arts. And so there's a drum teacher that's got a group of students. And then there's me who's got a group of theater students. There's dance teachers that have groups of dance teachers. Because what we want is we want to expose yeah. these children to the arts. Because yeah. arts is not as prevalent in our school districts as it once was. And so um, it is our hope that we can introduce kids to the arts. Um, because, you know, you don't know that you're interested in being a plumber until you see somebody else plumb. And then you're like, oh, that looks fun. I want to learn how to be a plumber. I should have done that. I'd make a lot more money as a plumber. <laughs> and so, but some people don't even know that plumbing is a job. Right. You know, I remember, okay, <coughs> excuse me, I remember bringing some kids to the theater one time several years ago and these were kids from a very poor part of our town and we put them on a school bus to come and watch a performance at the theater but before the performance they were allowed to go into the um, costume shop and take a tour of the costume shop and then they went into the scene shop and they took a tour of the scene shop and i remember this little boy saying do you do you make money building sets? And the guy says, yeah. And he goes, how much money? And the guy, of course, working in the seat job, he's like, Millions. Um, <laughs> I'm not comfortable telling you how much money I make. But So I stepped in and I said, well, tell me this. Do you have a car? Yes, I do. Do you live in, in your own home? Yes, I do. So you make enough money to, to live your life. And he said, yes, I do. And so that's when the little kid, he's like, so I could do this kind of thing and make a living? I mean, yeah, it a had, light goes on. Because in yeah. his community, all the parents are farm workers. Mm -hmm. All of them. Mm -hmm. That's the community in which they are growing up. Right, right. And so <laughs> they don't know what other opportunities there are out there in the world unless you bring them out into the world and expose them to other opportunities. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And you have several members of your choir who, for whom this past weekend was their very first live performance. Very, very first. Very first. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful that their experience was so positive. Yeah, me too. You know, because now they have that fire yep. that understanding that oh next time we go through all these labor pains and I have 10,000 questions right I can just relax in the process right and know that at the end I'm going to have this experience right and I think that as creative as creatives that's what we want as directors we want others yeah. to share in that experience exactly well I mean there's yeah, I, I don't know the exact quote, but I just read it, and then it had to do with, like, leaders. It's like, yes, I'm a leader, but you're only really a, a leader that's going to make a difference if you lead others to be great. 
Right. Like, right. So I'm not the star. You all are. Right. I'm, you, you know what I mean? You're facilitating. I'm facilitating that. something great for everybody else, not me. Or, and and, it, and, it, yeah. and it's a, a different kind of great for the people up yeah. on stage yeah. than it is for the people in the audience, but it's still something great for both of them. Yeah, exactly. You know, for the performers <clears throat> and for the audience. It's something beautiful. And now is the postpartum depression. No. <laughs> well, exactly. And that is what happens after the, after you do something mm-hmm. that's, there's a, there's especially a, when it's really well received. Yeah, there's a letdown. There's down. a lot of letdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny because I don't, I have felt that let down many, many, many times in my life. I don't feel that right now. I feel tired, right. you know, and I feel a sense of relief. Um, but I don't feel that let down of like, okay, uh, now what? Or I shouldn't have done, or I should, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not experiencing that yet. Mm-hmm. Hopefully I won't. Right. You know, because that's it's not fun, and I've had that many times where, like, for a week, I just was kind of down. You know, in fact, right. I texted a friend and I said something again, like, "Thanks for coming" or something, and they said, "You know, are you having? Are they know me well? This person, yeah. are you having that after show letdown?" And I, I said, "You know, I'm really not. Yeah. I'm I'm just tired, right. um, and it's also probably because I'm kind of like bam right into the next thing." Right. Our school has a showcase on Sunday. I've just kind of like bam right back into my normal routine. Right. Um, but I am. I'm just really, really super happy and proud of what you all did. Well, I remember the first time one of my kids was ever in a show at the local theater at, at the Good Company Players, and it was, and he had a very significant role in this play, and he had a very positive experience. And I remember, he was about nine, you know, and I remember at the end of it, he was, he was very weepy in his bedroom, you know, and I said, hey, what's, what's up? And he said, I just, I'm just sad that it's over. Yeah, yeah. I'm just sad. Yeah. And I said, you know what, here's the thing, the fact that you feel this sadness means that you had a beautiful yeah. experience. Absol- absolutely. And I am so happy. Yeah. That at this moment you're sad. That tells me that this was positive for you. Yeah. And I'm grateful that you yeah. had that positive experience. Yeah, I think that's I think that's so true. Yeah. yeah. So so Absolutely true. And I true. and I mean and I I've heard a smattering of texts and emails from folks saying that was so much fun. I can't wait till next time. I'm sad it's over, but excited about the next so and so I would like to kind of encourage like all creatives out there you know what there are going to be some hard moments in the creative process Mm -hmm. there's going to be times when you want to give up there are going to be times when you think nobody cares nobody's listening nobody's listening (laughs) and Deb you know 30 years ago when you were like I'm gonna be a star I'm gonna be a star (laughs) and and, and then I'm sure that there were lots of days when you're like, gosh, why isn't this happening yeah. for me? Why isn't this? But you kept doing what you loved. Mm-hmm. You kept following your bliss. I did. You kept following the opportunities. Yes, I did. And here you are. It doesn't look like you thought it would look, Mm-mm. but it's not over. No. And there's a whole new kind of chapter opening up with your daughter. I believe that wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. There's a whole new chapter opening up. And this community choir, it's 
it's something special. It's really something special. You know? It really, really is. And so I think that all of us creatives, we need to take we need to take that as a, as encouragement mm-hmm. and as mm-hmm. a reminder. Because I to have keep... written a thousand scripts, right. and I'm like, why aren't people performing my scripts? Why aren't I? A, you know, a, well, you a, have a, a little theater here. Well, and that's exactly. And I have something going on in my head right now that I'm like, I need to get other people involved because in the fall there's something we're going to do here at this theater okay. and I, I, can't I promise wait. you it's going to happen. Okay. Um, but I need to not let anybody get in the way of us making that happen. Yeah. I need to you, you got to like somebody says no to me. Plow through it. Well, if somebody says no, I need to I need to just remember that there's somebody else that's going to say yes. Mm-hmm. And so don't just go, oh, forget it. It's not supposed to happen. You know, when I was involved in church theater, mm-hmm. I would have people who were writing something for me or were supposed to direct a a little skit that was supposed to be performed on Sunday, yada, yada. And I would get a call because I was the director of the entire ministry. I would get a call like on Thursday, just before Sunday, and said, no, it must not have been God's will for this to happen because so many things kept getting in the way and we're just not prepared for Sunday. So I'm just accepting that it's not God's will. No, you have to like push through all that. You have to push through that. And you know, as sometimes in, I don't... The, in the church environment, you get to use God's will as an excuse uh, mm-hmm. for you dropping the ball. I don't know that God really cares if you're doing a play or not. No, I don't think he does <laughs> either. But I do think I think that there's so many more things. So many more things. But you know what I do think he cares about? I do think he cares about us being good stewards of the time, talent, and treasure I do that too. we have been given. I do too. And if we have been given talent that we are too afraid to share, then we are letting God down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I believe that. And even if sharing, I mean, when I say share... Just spend 10 minutes a day writing, spend 10 minutes a day sewing, spend 10, spend, spend 10 minutes a day painting, just so that you're 10 minutes better, 10 yeah. minutes mm-hmm. closer mm-hmm. to creating something, even if it's only seen by your eyes. Right. It's, it's a it's good. It's good for the soul. It's to, good for to the soul. Get the creative <clears throat> thing going. Yeah. The, the creative juices. <clears throat> I'm hoarse. I'm sorry. I'm, I keep, I'm a little bit hoarse too. And <clears throat> I keep coughing, so par- I forgive me for that. <clears throat> I, anyway. I believe that creativity, and listen, I am preaching to the choir right now because I can easily get myself mired down in disappointment. Me too. Um, but I do think that creativity spawns creativity. Mm-hmm. And it is like a little virus. It kind of grows on. Mm-hmm. And if you're around other creatives, they get more creative. Yeah, yeah, they do. And they feed off of one another. And we've been in a in a viral time in our country. The internet goes viral. The mm-hmm. COVID goes viral. Everything goes viral. Let's let creativity go viral. Go viral. Go viral. Go viral, people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, gosh, when the link comes out for, we had it professionally recorded, maybe we can somehow post it on our 
Dancing with Skeletons site or yeah. something. I don't on our website and or yeah. our Facebook page. So that people yeah. could watch it. So watch if you're not following us on Facebook, follow Dancing with Skeletons on Facebook. Um, follow us on Instagram. I try to post things on occasion on Instagram and I'm not very good at it, but I promise you that Well, she's you know. not very good at it. I really <laughs> suck at it. Um, and so but follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. Um, pick up our podcast wherever you get your but if you're listening right now thank you so much yeah. and share the podcast like us yes. subscribe yes 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 uh, give all, us a review all that good stuff yeah and we, we just love you and we want you to be encouraged to find your creativity yeah. I don't care if it's baking or sewing or painting cars or cleaning cars if you are somebody who details cars right you serve you give a service and mm-hmm. that we appreciate Just fi- find your bliss <laughs> follow your bliss follow so. your bliss all right well yeah. thank you for tuning in and um we'll see you next time we'll see you next time <laughs>